This episode is brought to you by Levitt Pavilion. This summer, check out one of my favorite outdoor concert venues in Denver, Levitt Pavilion. May through October, Levitt is offering ticketed and totally free all-ages concerts. I feel like we just go to anything that's free because it's like the kids can be at the show and it's people aren't weird about it and you can like bring a picnic. It's awesome. Some of the free shows this season include Iskali, Melvin Seals, War and Treaty, Sunny War, Chali Tuna, and more. To RSVP for free shows and buy tickets, plus see the full concert schedule, go to levittdenver.org. That's levittdenver.org. Today on CityCast Denver, if it feels like everything is getting more expensive these days, you're clearly not feeling the holiday spirit because at least one local Christmas staple is somehow cheaper than ever. We've got a couple of great guests who are putting on their own sold-out holiday show this weekend to break down that and all the other biggest stories of the week. Today is Friday, December 8th. I'm Paul Caroli, and here's what Denver's talking about. Welcome back to CityCast Denver, the show about the state whose governor is not just tackling housing policy, but also sounds like he's casting a holiday musical. That's right, Mr. Polis recently speculated that disgraced former congressman and notorious huckster George Santos might just fit the role of, quote, gay villain. <laughs> That's right. It's Friday. We're here at the 5280 Magazine Studios. Bree Davies is here, of course. Hey, Bree. Hi, Paul. Bree, how do you how do you feel about that? I mean, Paul is calling more, out Santos. I was more annoyed that he was like, he is funny, he is camp, and maybe is maybe a gay villain. I'm like, do you know what camp is? Do you think he's camp? No. I feel like his story is camp, Please but get, I don't oh join in here. Oh, yeah. come We're chomping on. at the bit. Jared Polis is not camp. They, yeah, he he knows camp is, doesn't know yeah. what camp is. He wears ASICs running shoes. He does not know what yes. That was my main beef with this tweet was Yeah. You're miss you know, camp is not to be George to be Santos. a gay yeah, to be a gay villain, you have to like have some sense of fashion. <laughs> and and also, George Santos doesn't either. No, so. I. But I do believe that Jared Polis would find George Santos fashionable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Some- anyway, you, you've heard their voices. <laughs> we got a couple of great guests today: uh, Lee Robinson and Kate McLaughlin, comedians and co-hosts of the podcast and event series Dyketopia, are here. Hey, Hello. welcome. Hey, y'all. Hey. Uh, so yeah, George Santos, gay villain. Tr- Jared Polis, gay villain. What do we think? No. no, gay no. nerd, basic gay. Those are the two. Yeah. That's what they snaps, are. Okay. snaps, you know? Venn diagram. Yeah. They are not overlapping. <laughs> it, it barely a sliver in the middle. It's a they both watch some Bravo series. That's yeah, the, perhaps the little cross. Yeah, but like at the hotel, like they don't yeah. follow. Not it. at home. They just watch when they have cable. Exactly. I feel like George Santos watches. Yeah, he. I feel like he's wanting to get cast, and like this seems like his best route to get cast. Mm-hmm. On a well, Bravo someone show. was asking our producer Olivia sent me a video of him of a camp. You know, he did all these cameos, and someone yeah. was yes. like, "Yes, will you ever be on RuPaul's Drag Race or something?" He's like, "I'll think about it." I'm like, mm, "That's so maybe you're not good enough." You got to admire the confidence, I, though. Th- true, unabashed like, for no reason. Pretend you, that he is in as demand as he <laughs> is pretending. Yeah, he is. nothing says in demand like being on cameo. <laughs> yeah, twenty bucks a pop. <laughs> I wonder what he was charging. Do we know? It's like four hundred dollars. Four hundred? Wait, is it? Whoa, okay. For George Santos? Okay. And then he worked his way up. Strange. So today we're doing a fundraiser for 
a cameo from George Santos. If, Please donate. Yeah. Donate now. Because I don't want to put my money into it because I, want... I don't think it's right. But you guys seem great. And <laughs> and we, we should it. have him make one for Jared Polis for our governor. Oh, yeah. my God. That back. would be yeah, hilarious. <laughs> All right. Um, let's get into our top story. Um, our real story. Our real story. Yeah, we already did. No, we're done. Moving on. From that. that was the news. I mean, it is news. But, top of the lineup. Um, anyway, uh, so the top story today is, is the holidays, um, but specifically how Denverites like to celebrate them. Um, big part of that is these annual events like Camp Christmas, which is out at Stanley Marketplace, or DCPA's Christmas Carol. Shout out to our sponsor this week. Um, we got a really interesting look into this world from the Denver Post this week. Week. Um, but but first, I want to start with you two, Kate and Lee, um, because tonight is the first night of a back-to-back, sold-out, Dyketopia holiday extravaganza. A very merry Dyketopia. Exactly. Uh, we both have tickets, by the way. Oh, we like, we like logged on at noon because we <laughs> no were like, oh my way. God, they're going to sell out. Yes. That's so exciting. Okay, oh my God. So you're, coming, yeah. you're coming tonight or Saturday? I'm coming tonight. Friday, yeah. Wow. Yeah. This is yeah. amazing. Now we're excited for it. Worse, it's one of my favorite shows we've put together. Mm-hmm. It's because I love the holidays. Yeah, so. why did you want to do it? Why did you want to do a big holiday show? Well... We did one in the last time we did one was 2021. We mm-hmm. s- we skipped the holidays in 2022, and it was just like I've been thinking about it all year. I don't Me know too. Yeah, it, it's there's so much fun to be had with the holidays and humor and queer humor within that. You know, yeah. it's like lots of like okay, we're going home for the holidays. There's humor there, mm-hmm. um, family dynamics, family, yeah. dynamics, you know, family drama, and exactly and, the George and of it trauma, drama, <laughs> <laughs> drama. Yeah, much like Jared Polis, we love camp. And also, I can't think of a more like fun, sparkly, like velvet, all that stuff. I just love the holidays. Yeah. And it's it's fun to bring people together and give them like a a big event to like kind of look forward to. Totally. Holiday theme that isn't kind of the, the mainstream things to do. Exactly. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, well, let's talk about the mainstream a little bit, because that's kind of the that's another tradition that this Denver Post article was exploring. And this is the Colorado Ballet's annual performance of the Nutcracker. Our, our pal John Wenzel at the Denver Post reported um, about some of the economics behind this, with I, which I just thought was fascinating. Um, basically, the story was the Nutcracker generates more than half of the Colorado Ballet's annual revenue, yet the cheapest ticket prices have not gone up since the year 2000, really. Like, they're not even keeping up with inflation. Um, Brie, what do you make of that? I'm wondering if... how is this affecting like payment of the artists and the dancers? Like, are they, are, is their money not going up? Because that seems like a weird... Why would you not raise your prices a little bit? I mean, it's nice in this time to have something affordable that everybody can do i'm all about that but there is a point at which you have to figure out like what's being sacrificed then seems weird yeah yeah this article in some ways it answered questions but in other ways it was just more questions yeah is there any possibility that the tickets were just insanely priced in the year 2000 (laughs) (laughs) and they're finally like a normal price is there um, is this like the Princess Diana Beanie Baby of <laughs> events? Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, because it said these were $22 and have gone up to $40. Oh, whoa. So yeah. that's really not. You know the dancers are not getting They're like, no where's yeah. my money? It doesn't feel right. Well, you two are putting on this event. How many people are involved? Like, how did you think about pricing your tickets and, and how to... How to program the event. You know? We think we we spent a lot of time thinking about it and talking about it because yeah. it 
you don't want to, you know, give in to, oh, inflation's up. Things are more expensive. Let's make our ticket prices, you know, $30 a pop. We, mm-hmm. We've we like labor over it. We started, yeah. I think, our first show was $7 tickets in a backyard. Mm-hmm. And then I remember when we made the decision to go up to like 15, we were like, oh my God. Yeah, we felt like corporate shills. We felt like yeah. Ebenezer Scrooge. We were like, oh, yeah. oh my but, God, name drop. <laughs> right. Um, he's our financier. Uh, <laughs> but no, he, he, we, it's just that we have a lot of people involved, drag, performers, mm-hmm. comedians. Because you want to pay people. We want to oh, pay people absolutely. adequately for their time. It's a huge part of, yeah. of what we do. And when in recent years, this year, we started bringing out comedians from New York. Um, we have someone coming out from Portland. Hmm. You're going to love them. They're, they're so funny. So funny. And, but you want to um, make it worth their while. Exactly. Yeah. It's it that, I find it's that balance between – it's like community and economics yeah. can be really difficult. Because mm-hmm. I put on DIY events for like 15 years, and it was a struggle every time we wanted to charge more. Yeah. yeah. But the reality was – we needed to pay ourselves and yeah. we needed to pay the other performers. And usually that often with DIY stuff, that's like the last thing that gets totally. paid, you know? Well, and, and but we've been trying to do that since the start. We've never had any performers work for free. That's awesome. We're, you know, we, we're working comics as well, so we know yeah. it's important. I think that informs a lot of our choices at the mm-hmm. end of the day is that we both are involved in comedy, like as performers and artists and we know the importance of being paid. Yeah. So, hmm. but we also we set aside um, a portion of every like round of tickets that go on sale for like accessibly priced tickets. So we'll do like a fifty percent off coupon code and say like if you need this, you know. Yeah. Um, kind of like the honor system, basically. And so I was gonna say, but you, yeah, I like that you use the honor system because it's not yeah. like a here's a ticket for you. It's like, right. hey man, if you need this, we still want you to show yeah, up. Here's a way to let like, you do it. To, <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. You you're the own best judge. We're not reviewing grant applications. <laughs> right? Like yeah, if you yeah. need a cheaper ticket, <laughs> do, do some that. Means oh, testing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Send me your tax documents and oh my we'll god. Yeah. Well, also the idea of us um reading anything more or doing any more paperwork sounds terrible. So in the spirit of generosity and ADHD. We're, We're like, like uh, just use the code. Do, the, do your thing. <laughs> like, that's fine. Did yeah. you get a lot of increase for those? I always wonder when I see that. Oh, yeah, they get used up all the Yeah, they time. get used up every time. Uh, really? Oh, yeah, it's awesome. That's great. How about the Nutcracker itself? Like, I haven't actually been to the Colorado Ballet's version. I don't know if it's a good one. I remember seeing, like, one where I grew up in Columbus and as a kid, and it was oh. fine. I have I to know. say, I haven't seen it since I was a kid, but it feels just like one of those things that yeah. if it's like your family tradition, you go. Yeah, I'm a Nutcracker you know? apologist. Okay. I, <laughs> and what are you apologizing for? <laughs> well, now for how cheap the tickets are. <laughs> Excessively priced tickets. Sue me. I know. Well, it's the Nutcracker is complicated because it's such a huge part of ballet companies. That's but true. But I think they kind of resent that. Yeah. yeah. That they're unable to like... Because ballet began as a more subversive art form, and now it's really? just the Nutcracker. Yeah, so it's complicated. I, but I still think it's beautiful. It's all the stuff that I like about Christmas that we were talking about. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's just tradition. It's gorgeous, but music that was familiar. Music, and, uh, yeah. costumes. You're making me want to go. We should go. I know, I too. Tickets are like, really cheap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I just heard that too. More yeah. on the street. Um, all right, so let's um, let's talk about another element of this, which is that the Colorado Ballet um, 
they get a lot of their funding, not just from ticket sales, but also from an organization called the Scientific and Cultural Facilities District, or SCFD, which is a seven-county district, including Denver, but some of the surrounding counties, funded by sales tax. So we all pay for it, and it goes to supporting these local arts organizations. The ballet, I looked into their reports, they got $1.4 million from this fund last year, which is about 10% of what organizations in the Tier 1, which is like the zoo and DCPA. Yeah, the SCFD funding is interesting because it's something that Colorado passed as a law like in the 80s. It was very Mm -hmm. surprising because a lot of cities didn't have the foresight to say, we know that arts is going to be big for us in the future. Mm. Let's do something to set in motion a way to pay organizations like this to keep going. And I I mean, I love the fund itself. I struggle with who gets the most money. Always. You know what I mean? Because like, I love the big organizations, but like, they also have huge donors. It's interesting to me that- It's it's strings attached, you know? It's it's all about what what do the donors want? What kind of art can we do? Right. I feel like at the same time that it funds these organizations, it also like limits how radical they can be or what kind of voices are showcased. SCFD did bring us Blucifer. And for that, (laughs) We are thankful. But like, I will would never it, say would a bad it be word able to fund? Not on mic. But like, could to, could Dyktopia become a tier three and get funded through it? I don't know. I would, but that would be ideally to me as an arts advocate. Yeah. That's the kind of thing I level of thing I want to see getting more funding. This isn't a ton of funding though. I mean, at one point four million, it's not a huge. Isn't that a crazy no. thing? To say? It is weird. I know. It, it's it, so when, funny. when thinking about city budgets and yeah. operating costs of a right. big organization like this, right. it's not huge. But I know I feel you. I'm like, oh my god, what can what I, I do? What we well, that's like, like what we would do with ten grand. You know what <laughs> right. I mean? Like, yeah. Totally. Well, you too. I mean, you've gotten some. Uh, a shout out from the governor, Jared Polis, who we've been talking about earlier. That oh, must have been yeah. a big deal. This is kind of the same thing. Like you're getting recognized by the, the powers that be, but you're also, you got your own radical message. Like how do you feel about balancing, you know, increasing your your uh, your notoriety, but also staying you know, true being to your... yourself? Well, the nice thing is staying true to ourselves is pretty baked into the name. <laughs> we, um, <laughs> we can't walk away from our name. Yeah, by the would. time you're called Dyktopia, it's <laughs> always going to be subversive whether you meant it to be or not. Yeah. So Which that's kind of nice. We forget about that too. We're like, oh, Dyktopia. It Dyktopia, becomes Dyktopia. Nor- like you I say it so it, yeah. much. Yeah, like, yeah. I co-founded a festival called Tit Wrench, and like oh, it's yes. just normal to me. I but that, we couldn't too. be talked about on the you know a college radio station for five years. Isn't oh that my God. so funny? It's wild, but you do. You're like, oh yeah, Dyktopia, whatever, of yeah. course. And the people are like, Did, where you're going to you're, what? You're and you're allowed to say Sometimes that. Sometimes yeah. it's when hearing my mom or her <laughs> friends say it, I'm like, oh, it is that word. Like, yeah. So you kind of set that precedence out there and it's like, yeah. this is where, this is the subversive nature of, I yeah. mean, if you, some people see it as subversive, but it's out there. So yeah, it's you effective. want to support it and fund it? Cool. It's effective yeah. in helping us stay true to our messaging. Yeah. Which is, it's, it's important to us. And yeah. Like, I think why we would love to get more funding and do bigger things. But at the end of the day, it's about if we're having fun and we're feeling like true to our community and true yeah. to ourselves and just goofy, like we're not that serious either. Yeah, so it's we're like. Not- we get to have a lot of fun with what we do. I and said I think... subversive, but we're just trying to be silly. Like <laughs> yeah, we like to have fun. We both have putty in our hands right now. I just yeah. want the listeners at home. The listeners to know deserve that. to know the truth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, let's uh, let's leave it there. I mean, I mentioned that the 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 Dyktopia holiday extravaganza, the a very merry Dyktopia. What Indeed. is it called? A very yeah. merry Dyktopia yes. is sold out. Where can listeners go to find out about your next show? We so have they a know mailing about list. We have a mailing list. If you go to dyktopia.com, you can sign up for our mailing list. That's the best way to go because yeah. tickets sell out within a couple of days usually. But we also have a weekly podcast that comes out 
on Apple and Spotify. It's called Dictopia. Yeah. I wouldn't say that gives the most information. Full no, disclosure. But, but if it, you like what you hear, you if, know, yeah, we if do this. You heard every a little bit well. of this and we're like, I wish they went off topic more. Then that's <laughs> we, what have we have a to great podcast you. for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, all right. Well, uh, all right. Um, let's take a... <laughs> We're getting to you. Yeah. <laughs> and so keeping us on Dictopia effect. <laughs> We're so sorry. <laughs> no, it's fun. It's good for me. Um, we're going to take a quick break and we're going to be back with a conversation about Denver's word of the year. What is it? This episode is brought to you by the Colorado Wine Board. Because the wine community here is, like, surprisingly robust. I mean, think about Bigsby's Folly and Infinite Monkey Theorem here in Denver alone. And there are urban wineries all across the Front Range. Then there's the Western Slope, Peonia, I mean, Palisade. Hello, Palisade Wine, are you kidding me? It didn't used to really be a thing, but from what I hear, it's very much a thing now. There are more than 165 wineries across Colorado to explore, and they produce all sorts of wine that reflect our unique culture and climate. So finding a label that you're going to love is easy, no matter where your adventure takes you. Discover it for yourself and support local winemakers at coloradowine.com. That's coloradowine.com. This episode is brought to you by the Denver Botanic Gardens. It's time for the 75th annual spring plant sale at the Denver Botanic Gardens. Mark your calendars for Friday and Saturday, May 10th and 11th. Admission is free, but you must register in advance at botanicgardens.org. Registering my husband, Greg, right now for the plants I want him to pick out and plant in our yard for me. Shop from 15 different plant divisions, including annuals, houseplants, herbs and veggies, and specialties like aquatics, container garden in a bag, and plants grown right at the gardens. The garden's horticulture staff will be on site to answer any and all plant questions you may have. This sale emphasizes water smart and native plants that are perfect for our semi-arid climate. They'll be great for a beautiful landscape that doesn't require a bunch of water. For more details, registration information, and a catalog of available plants, go to botanicgardens.org. That's botanicgardens.org. And we're back. Every year, the Oxford University Press chooses a single word that reflects, quote, the ethos, mood, or preoccupations of the year. And this week, they announced that the word of the year for 2023 is riz. <laughs> Paul, you had to explain this to me. It's like an offshoot of charisma. I, I mean, I'm not the best person to explain this, but yeah, that's all I and know. It derives from charisma. But... We had a horrifying Zoom call where our Gen Z producer, Olivia, had to listen to me and our newsletter editor, Peyton, try to use Riz. And that's... Can we hear it in a sentence? Oh, it's exactly. Mm, can no, we? But... I don't know. I'd love to hear you <laughs> Sorry. do a little. Like, do you have, does someone have Riz? Do you... Yeah, I think that's what it is. That's what I've heard people say. <laughs> or do you, you have Is it Riz? something you give in exchange, like currency? I Yeah, it's the new Bitcoin. Is this have a Riz. <laughs> so this isn't been a word for you all this year either we're not yet yeah, anyway no okay. no <laughs> we're fully millennial so yeah, it's not we, really mm -hmm, same um the other nominations included situationship swifty and de-influencing at least i know uh, what those are yeah like, i love all those words de-influencing 
Ugh. I'm when I get sh- on de-influencing TikTok, I'm like, yeah, tell me what Will I you shouldn't ex- buy. <laughs> oh, that's okay. It's like the opposite of an influencer. It's someone who's like, listen, you don't need to spend money. And I got this sweater and, you know, that everyone's talking about. And here's the reasons why it sucks. And then you don't buy it. And then you're happier. Oh, hmm. I like mm-hmm. that. Maybe I need to get on de-influencing. That is nice. I thought yeah. it was just people not influencing as much. <laughs> just people Taking living their normal like, lives. Yeah. 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 It's, it's not the synonym to of- living outside. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Got it. <laughs> Um, so here's why we wanted to talk about this. Thought it'd be a fun conversation. Denver's word of the year. What would be Denver's word of the year? Do you all have ideas? I've got some ideas of my own, and we have some uh, some it, newsletter Paul. readers. Actually, let's start with our newsletter readers because we asked the Hey Denver newsletter readers what they thought earlier this week. We got some interesting responses. Mm. Um, rent. This person wrote <laughs> rent parentheses in the most negative connotation. <laughs> they don't rent. like the musical. Rent derogatory. <laughs> oh, that's not a bad one though. I mean, people are talking about rents going up and like mm-hmm. rental assistance, and that um, could be the word of the decade for Denver. Just yeah. the thing everyone's oh, talking my God. about. For migrant. Sure. We got one from migrant and refugee. I feel like that kind of gets around the same topic. Yeah, yeah. in the news a lot. Sad ones. Tough. Yeah. Tough situation. Jokic. Yeah. Our hero. Is that a sports guy? Sure oh, is. He's a great nice. sports guy. One of the guy. biggest, best sports guys. I'll send got. you like nice. eight articles after this. Okay, I oh, won't yeah. read them, but I appreciate I know. that. <laughs> I might read the headlines. That's important. I'll send you eight headlines after this. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> My uh, one listener uh, or one reader suggested the word that I was going to say, which is micro community, which is what our mayor, Mike Johnson, is ta- talking about. He's with his like effort to house people mm. and, uh, you know, set up these like hotels and it's uh, outdoor spaces. That word was kind of weird at first because we were like it was made up you know it sounds and now like it's... a word made up in a meeting <laughs> yeah <laughs> but now it's sort of become a thing when you say that most people in denver have an idea of what that is yeah you know what i mean so so it is just like riz in that way <laughs> yeah. it's just like riz just like riz. made up in a meeting yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. uh homeless or unhoused was another one yeah that's an interesting one i mean that kind of gets to that you know, change in the way we talk about the issue, homeless mm. versus unhoused, the wording. Do either of you have strong opinions about that, Lee, Kate? Uh, <laughs> I think the current, I think the current <laughs> thing that I see online is unhoused. Yeah. 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 There's been a shift in that too. Yeah. yeah I bringing think respect the, to people who are experiencing that. I think if the listeners could see our haircuts, they'd uh, know where we stood on that. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler, uh, mullets and yeah. mine's pink. Yeah. We have two septum piercings and our hair does stuff I didn't know was possible a couple years ago. So... <laughs> It's the Riz. We call it unhoused. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Cool. Um, all right. So what what do you all think? What are some words that came to y'all's minds? Brie, you want to you take us away? I, I kind of is like, I didn't do a great job with this because it's two words and it's a proper noun, but <laughs> I can't wait to hear what you're about to say. But it's Coach Prime. Like, I've never heard Denver, and pe- Denver people talk so much about Boulder in my life. Than this <laughs> in a year. good way. Yeah. yeah. Instead of being yeah. like, oh, Boulder. It's like, oh, my Boulder's Boulder. cool now? Like, I know. Okay. So I just, it was something that was not in my frame, anywhere in my orbit last year. Yeah. And now it's everywhere. Mm-hmm. Can I be honest? Who is that? Another sports guy. Another sports okay. guy. Is he a coach? Yes, Deion mm-hmm. Sanders. He doesn't do the sports because they go outside and, and, and have I'm, hobbies and I'm stuff. free. I'm free from it. <laughs> <laughs> I know love, I mean, a lot of people love sports and I'm just like, I'm free from the thing you love. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's. I, I don't watch football, but I know who I grew up in the 80s. I know who Deion Sanders is because he was like a famous, dude. you know what I mean? He was sort of the first, ce- one of those first celebrity style. He's so charismatic. He is. Wait. He dresses well. He's. 
to see He's got the Riz. Riz. He has Riz. Oh. There it is. Let's go. I think so, yeah. He, Coach Prime has Riz, Paul. Uh, oh, I, yeah. I yeah. feel so stupid. This seems right. Saying that. <laughs> the more I say it, the more uncomfortable it feels. Oh, I, I think get. Coach yeah. Prime is a great word of the year. Thank you. Nice. Kate, how about you? What's your word? So full disclosure, before you guys sent me the thing about Riz, I thought it was like an onomatopoeia. <laughs> okay. Like, like you'd, you've like, been rizzed or like <laughs> something like that. Riz. And like yeah. snap. Like, so oh. for that, I'm going to say the word of the year is beep. <laughs> beep? Yeah, dude. Like so much construction and traffic <laughs> mm. really defined my year in Denver. Mm. You know, I was at, Beep is good. I was yeah. at Meow a, a few weeks ago and, you know, they have this interactive component where you can get a card and you go around and it's oh, boop yeah. it. They tell you that's oh. what it's called is booping. So you go and they're like, you just and they hmm. use it as a normal word because so you're funny. in the alternative. Someone got paid off. to tell you to boop something. Yeah, that's they were so like, awesome. Just boop your card. And I was oh like, my God. Okay. Okay. You're like, I'm glad we're all imagining this is fun. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. So I, I can see where beep would work. Yeah. Construction. Like, like, like beep beep. That. Yeah. Lee, do you have a, a word yeah. for Denver of the year? Technically, it's it's also two words. It's hyphen. It's hyphenated. Yeah, sure. Um, small plates. I feel like Denver's mm. restaurants just decided, <laughs> oh, we should kind of take part in this as well. Yeah. Like, if Do you want to pay more for food and make it smaller? Yeah. It's the sweet potato gnocchi of 2023. <laughs> exactly. Just, if I have one more man with a mustache at a restaurant being like, so here's how we do things. Oh, <laughs> it's like, oh, you're going to make me share yeah. uh, two bites of food for $20 and Thank I'm going to be happy about it. Like. And this is also like 10 years behind the rest it's, of the That's country. what makes it so funny. It's like in Denver's like, you don't know what you're about to experience yeah. here. At a, and I'm like, I'm pretty sure I do. Yeah. Like, no, because I've been to the airport in Cincinnati. So I know <laughs> yeah. what's about the, to the happen. The Olive Garden in Cincinnati's airport is doing it. Come on. We're finally just... <laughs> So. Small plates is great. That's like I like how it combines like this moment we had over the summer when the Michelin Guide came yes, and they oh, did yeah. their stars and that whole thing, and then also the inflation factor <laughs> yeah. of like, Dude, yeah, that's you're a, so right. That might for be that. that might be my favorite one yeah, so that's, far. That's perfect. Good job. Yeah, it describes Denver perfectly. Too. The pain we're Ten all feeling behind. when we go out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Ten years behind, but all the confidence of someone twenty years ahead. Yes, <laughs> literally. That's Denver's new. That's our new slogan. <laughs> that's yeah. That's at the airport. <laughs> yeah. Put that on the That's still under, under construction. Yeah. <laughs> and will be for the rest of your life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, well, listeners, we want to hear from you too. What's Denver's word of the year for 2023? Call in, uh, let us know. The the, the hotline is 720-500-5418. We would love to hear your ideas. We know you got good ones. Uh, once again, the uh, the word of the year hotline is 720-500-5418. And uh, we got one more break coming up and then we're going to be back with uh, wins and fails of the week. This episode is brought to you by Fetch. Fetch is a kennel alternative right here in Denver, not a traditional doggy daycare or boarding school. They offer one-on-one -on -one private pet care for all kinds of pets, both furry and non-furry. And their employees are experienced, insured, bonded, and background checked. So you can rest easy knowing your pet is in good hands. Basically, they know pets. 
Um, I used to watch a Burmese mountain dog named Sven, who was just like walking a polar bear. It was insane. (laughs) Fetch offers pet sitting, dog walking, pet taxi, medication administration, and more. And he hated going on walks. I could like walk him around the block and then he was like, he just liked to lay in the bathtub. So if you're looking for high quality pet care you can trust, check out Fetch at northdenver.fetchpetcare.com. That's northdenver.fetchpetcare.com. All right, and we're back. Time for uh, our favorite way to end the week. Wins and fails, a.k.a. Rocky Mountain highs and lows. We'll do fails first. Each of us has brought one. These are recent local stories or happenings or just things we saw that are, you know, we thought are fails and then wins. So uh, who wants to go first with a fail? Lee. I just decided. Okay, great. Well, I have the article up right now um, from (laughs) foxnews.com. And it's basically about how, I don't know if you guys have already covered this, but the father, that father sued uh, one of the Denver school districts for not letting them allow, or like trying to get them to allow straight pride flags in the classroom. (laughs) Huge fail. As a straight person, I don't know what the straight flag is other than the American flag feels pretty straight. It's uh, the Buffalo Wild Wings logo. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know what the flag. Do we know what is the flag? I'm pretty exactly. sure it's like gray. something this dad I, it's made. It's like black. gray. Oh. It's, something. it's the Punisher logo. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's the Monster. American flag, but it's black with a blue stripe. Yes. <laughs> okay, we're. It, yeah, okay. Oh, so it looks okay. like a Sephora bag. It, it does look like a Sephora Which bag. ultimately Black is so gay. That is very stripes. gay. I'm like, have you been into a Sephora? It's the gayest place on no, earth. No, yeah. that is so funny. It looks exactly like a Sephora bag. That's hilarious. <laughs> Just bring a Sephora bag, have your kid put it on their desk, and And that'll calm say straight pride it. more than anything. Oh, my God. Oh, wait. Oh, gosh. Yeah, some jagoffs try to <sighs> get permits for a straight pride parade every year. You're like, that's just every other like, parade. I'm like, the 4th of July is next yeah. month. You have to calm just down. Wait for like, one minute yeah <laughs> um all right well who who's next free uh, i guess okay i had a serious one and i'm just gonna go with a not serious one um there's no snow on the ground and it I just know. really bumps mm. kate i feel like you you feel this as a holiday per- i'm a holiday person i need that snow i need the snow too. to look yeah. i need the city to look like it's christmas yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, people keep telling me all week they're like, it's going to snow on Friday. It's going to snow on Friday. I'm not seeing it in the forecast. I think it's wishful either. thinking happening. It was blustery on Sunday morning, and I was, was like, this is the start yeah. of something. And great. that was all gone. It evaporated. I was super bummed out. Yeah. <laughs> I that really, I, it made me feel so happy to be inside and like feeling cozy. Yeah. Yes, that's part of it. Is you need the exterior to match that. Yeah. yeah so. And it's really disorienting. Like, I've, no, I forget it's December, like, all the time yeah, in the what, past couple days. You're like, I'm outside and I'm sweating. Yes. I've been biking all week, which I do love, so I'm yeah, not mad about there that. Are the, there are pluses but, for sure, but I want to be in this deep in the spirit. It's an immersive experience for me. I want you know, when we're going to get all the snow is in April when I nobody know. wants it. And everyone <laughs> is just wants to Chris, see a Christmas tulip Christmas decorations yeah. are long yeah. gone. and There's no hot chocolate to make yourself feel better. Ugh. Yeah. Hmm. Same, lame. Yeah, I agree with you. That's a huge bummer. Thank you. Kate, you want to go next? Mine was more broad. Um, the Broncos season has been <laughs> oh, okay. bumming me out. Um, it It's just not good. They are doing so bad. And I really thought Ciara's husband was going to bring it home for us. I know. When he came to town. I, and I thought we'd s- see them out in yes. restaurants and people would be so happy to see them. And now everyone just laughs at them on Twitter when they go to Nuggets games because the Nuggets are doing well. (laughs) And I just wanted so much more for Ciara's husband. 
Hmm. did too. I wanted more of her, and I think if they were winning, we'd see her more. I literally, yeah. this is the vision I had that we'd see her everywhere. You know? And I do she, wish that happened. They had that clothing store down in, uh, Park, what is that? Was Park it Meadows, Meadows Mall. Yeah. I think they were going to open one at the airport, too. I don't know if that actually happened. Oh, what do they sell? Cool. Like men's khakis or what? <laughs> Instagram clothes. Sparkly <laughs> button downs. Yeah. yeah, I do imagine, you know, oh my God, there's that store where it's just their whole thing is the button up shirt that you don't have to tuck oh, in. Untuck it. Untuck it. <laughs> That that's what it's called yeah i went in there one time and someone's like are you familiar with our store and i'm like no but i can kind of got the it. name yeah. I, we got there <laughs> there's not much to get <laughs> that's yeah bummer. that's the kind of airport shopping i imagine but yeah i didn't go to their store hmm. yeah not me and either. you never will because it closed it, okay. yeah. <laughs> i'll never yeah, know unless those broncos turn it around i, I know I just, I don't know. The city's happier when the sports teams are doing well. So true. That so, is so like, Denver. That's thank so God Denver. the Nuggets are yeah. slaying because mm-hmm. the Broncos are really bumming me out. Hmm. They had a good stretch. They had a good stretch. But yeah, it does look like they're the same old Broncos. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, I've got a. Yeah. What's I've yours, got Paul? One. Mine is de- definitely a fail. Um, so we did an episode earlier this week with uh, Representative Tim Hernandez, state representative, uh, regular on the show. And uh, he was talking about his experience uh, protesting in solidarity with the Palestinian people. We just got a lot of comments on that episode, yeah. as I'm sure I'll you might you have did. expected. Yeah. Um, a lot of folks who are um, critical encouraged us to look into the rise of anti-Semitism in Denver. So I did that, um, and I appreciate those comments. So this is my fail. Colorado Newsline reported in early November, this is right in, in the early weeks of um, of the war that uh, there had been a 400% increase in anti-Semitism in Denver um, <sighs> this year. So that was even before uh, this most recent conflict. And at the same time, from the, that same report in Newsline, they write that uh, the Arab American or the American Arab Anti-Discrimination Committee has reported three incidents of hate against Palestinians in Colorado, including Palestinian students being singled out by fellow students and teachers. Oh. Additionally, a Palestinian family business in Denver received multiple death threats and a gunman shot through the family's oh. home in Greenwood Village. Oh, no. That's so wrong. Which is, yeah, I just oh. did not, I had not heard about those incidents and... Um, that's really hard. It's awful. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I just don't think, you know, controversial opinion, I don't think that kind of hate has any place in our community. Hate crimes are also a notoriously underreported yeah. mm. statistic, so it's hard to get a true picture of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's awful. Yeah. All right, well, that's fails. Let's do some wins. Let's uh, let's turn this thing around. Who wants to, wants to give us something fun here for a win? <laughs> Kate? Sorry, we just had a very serious conversation. And then <laughs> you're like, zzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzz
a kick-ass bagel place pop up. Hell yeah. So. Do you have a go-to order? Um, I'm pretty basic. I usually do like an onion bagel with cream cheese, but I'm going to venture out and try something new this weekend. I've decided. <laughs> I got one that they, they did that had a hash brown on it. It was Yum. like a breakfast sandwich with a hash brown. It was incredible. I loved it. Oh my God. I, I can't wait it. to be hung over and go there. Doesn't that sound perfect? <laughs> Grease, starch, perfect. Whoa. Mm, so mm-hmm. good. So yeah, call your mother. Loving it. I love it. Um, Bree, I think it's your turn. Sure. Uh, former home of Rhinoceropolis. It's been many things. Most recently, it was Scorpio Palace run by my friend Lauren Zwicky. Uh, wait, wait, wait. What is Rhinoceropolis? Rhinoceropolis is a famed DIY venue here in Denver, which has been around in some incarnations since the mid-2000s, along Brighton Boulevard, which was home to many DIY venues. It's been an accidental stalwart I'll say is like it wasn't ever meant to be permanent but it's kind of continued and it's opening again um as squirm a new DIY space I know great it has name. to have a weird name so far they've all been great yeah yeah <laughs> it was you know it was next to like there was a hamster dam club scum glob is still there like all this kind of thing, Classic. but what if <laughs> none of these are real and you're just telling I'm us? Just like, there's documentation; yeah. they exist. But it's just really cool to see that space still <laughs> thriving, and the fact that artists can't live in it anymore but are still paying rent to run it as a space is really admirable to me yeah, because that used to be sort of the benefit was you could live there and <laughs> have the space, but it's not it's not a zoned for living. So the artists Ugh. that are running it, um, I only know one of them, Michael Stein, who's been in the scene for a long time, but there's some new artists running it too. And it's just giving another, it's another era for young folks. I mean, for all ages of people to go check out some weird music and art. That and sounds really I'm, cool. So, yeah, I'm so stoked for them to start another iteration of it. Hmm. Good for them. More yeah. of that in yeah. Denver. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I like spaces. Squirm. I like that name. It's not a great yeah. name. Yeah, it's exactly how I felt the one time I went to Rhinoceropolis. <laughs> <laughs> Halloween night a few years ago, hanging out outside a barrel, an oil barrel full of fire. Uh, I, know, I love weird. oil barrel full of fire. That's I was a like great cigarette club. butts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Quite a vibe at that place. Yeah. Um, you know what? I'm going to go next and then Lee, we can, we can let you finish it All off. Right. Um, my win this week goes to, uh, I'm going to Northern Colorado for this one. It goes to Loveland's own Colorado Eagles, which is the, uh, Avalanche's farm team. Oh. Turns out we're doing a sports show oh. today. Didn't think we would be doing <laughs> and that. I'm so into lost. It. With, yeah. <laughs> Kate's uh, the sports guy. I contain multitudes. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, the, the Eagles, um, they get my win because uh, Adam Sandler, Hollywood superstar, Adam Sandler was in town doing a comedy show in Loveland on Monday night. And he, he, stop by to see the game they got a photo of them they put it on their social media they all look great everyone looks happy that's what Sandman that was in town. photo was yeah okay yeah and i didn't even know but when you look at the photo you see it a second time there's a guy at the bottom with a half-eaten uh, plate of, of pasta that's rob schneider yeah shut up yeah I, oh, didn't I was recognize like, what's the first? deal with the noodles? Oh, it's because it's Rob Schneider. Who's yeah. doing whatever he wants to be I doing. Can't. Yeah. Hanging out with his buddy. That he's, makes sense. He's what's telling the... people, no, I'm not Polly Shore. That's, <laughs> that's what's what the venue doing. in Loveland? I'm, I'm guessing it's hmm. the Budweiser Center. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hmm. I have not been there for anything. But Me neither. But I'm just thinking of like a large scale yeah. arena. Totally. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. What... Yeah, that's cool. Well, that's cool. Yeah, cool. Good for them. Sandler's in town. Love it. Love it. Um, all right, Lee. Okay, one. so I know there's been... I don't know if this can actually be considered good news. We'll see what you guys think. <laughs> I can't wait but to I was spicy. About to say. It's not. It's like, it's so the opposite of spicy, but I was perusing the Denver Reddit, and mm-hmm. um, the Front Range Rail 
has a uh, project has gotten some initial federal funding to start the pro- process of starting the process again of creating that front range line which so i'm like i'm excited by this but i just kind of also still don't believe it's going to happen yeah, I, can't I can't wait for our kids to ride that you. light rail <laughs> i can't wait for our grandchildren to ride that light yeah. rail yeah or their children maybe the, the ai projections of yes. their souls the holograms of us will be riding yeah. that light rail hologram yeah. tupac is going to have a really good time it's going to be <laughs> welcome to the dia no. we actually know the guy dr kev does all the voices oh, at dia yeah. yeah it's amazing yeah. Oh really? He's a comedian. He's yeah. a local comic, and he's the voice of the yeah, Denver airport. Yeah, I was like airport. the veterinarian. Yeah. Guy? Yes. Yeah. Huh. He's a, he's awesome. Neat. I didn't Great know guy. That. Neat. Yeah, the front range the, the front range rail is um it's an interesting idea. I'm glad the, the money is cool that that's happening. I thought it was like five hundred thousand dollars. I also mm-hmm. read that article. Um, the planning for the planning. I don't know. I just well, maybe at that point it's a long it's ways not, off if it ever happens. If anyone ever wants to use it, it's not ironic as much as like. This is how Colorado was sort of established in most cities is where the rail Railway. went. Right. Yeah. So it's it's interesting. That Why you, couldn't we keep it up? And right. Running? Like, like it's, you know, the I don't know. We talk about driving and all these issues on uh, the show all the time. But like, yeah, it's a great idea in theory. I really want it to happen. I have to I have to go to Fort Collins tonight for a show and I would love to get on a train. God, that'd be and amazing. Not drive, and my book. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, maybe one day. It's I, good to have hope. It is. I had a really delulu plan for um, Denver when the last time that we were in the Super Bowl with Peyton Manning, where I thought that if we proved we were a football city, we could then have the Super Bowl here and <laughs> it would go so well. And then we could have the Olympics here. And oh, then that boy. would um, put all the infrastructure in place for a light rail to Summit County. Hell yeah. In Fort Collins. You're speaking my language I was like, right Kate, you are, my heart sing- you are singing to Paul right yeah. now. Yeah. So this was me uh, t- 2014 at any bar. Just like, <laughs> and then we're going to take a train to the moon. But yeah, I um, no one listened to me. Mm. And look how that turned out. Yeah. <laughs> Here we are. Here, comedian with a podcast. We're going to have to have you back on to talk these Olympic dreams because this is oh, one of Paul's transit dreams, mostly. Oh, right. also, yeah. also a big topic for us. So. <laughs> well, here we are at the end of the show. Um, I just want to, to thank you too, Kate and Lee, for coming in. Maybe our, our new sports correspondents, perhaps. Um, dare I say Lee it? Robinson, sports correspondent. Yeah. First time and last time for everything. <laughs> uh, is that a sports guy? That's all I have to offer you. <laughs> is that a sports guy? It's a guy that does sports. Yeah. Yep. You'd like him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that was it. I mean, that was a nice Thanks. 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 Thank you guys. Thanks for Great. This was so, so fun. fun. I know. Loved it. That's all for today here on CityCast Denver. Our producers this week were me, Paul Caroli, Olivia Jewell Love, and Natalie Rivera. Peyton Garcia writes our morning newsletter, Hey Denver. Bree Davies is our host. Our music is by Los Mocachetes, with additional mixing by Tyler Lindgren. Plus, a holiday twist on some of our music by Denver local and listener, Jacob Bloom. Hi, Jacob. If you haven't already, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, follow us on Instagram at CityCast Denver, and tell cameo star George Santos about us the next time you see him. You can sign up for that daily newsletter and learn more about us at denver.citycast.fm. See you next week.
you guys are both drinking green tea. Yeah, we're green tea people now. Yeah. Yeah. I can sense the air of superiority. I know. 